Welcome to the Texas Conflict Coach radio program. If you've ever experienced or engaged in destructive or unresolved conflict, then you know it leads to broken relationships, distrust, and damaging results. Our program will help you manage and resolve conflict effectively with strategies, valuable resources, and support. Since 2009, our radio program hosted guest experts from around the globe sharing their perspectives, experiences, and expertise while giving you food for thought. If you can't listen live, then download and listen to any of our 300-plus podcasts in our library at texasconflictcoach.com. So sit back, relax, or join the conversation every Tuesday evening, or tweet us at TX Conflict Coach. Well, hello. We are back tonight with our back-to-school series focused on building a bridge to positive communication to enhance a positive learning process. As a parent, you are your child's best advocate. Just like painting a room, the more preparation you do, the better the result. It may seem like oversimplification when it comes to communicating to your school, especially if it has not always been the most positive process. Separating the facts, the emotions, and results can be confusing. So join us as we highlight three free resources that will help you gather the facts organize your information, and identify effective ways to communicate with your child's school or teacher. Now, knowing your child's learning style and being able to quantify and collaborate their interests and abilities is what is going on in the classroom. It's like having cliff notes for accelerated learning. If you are a parent who feels overwhelmed dealing with the demands of work as well as your child's school issues, this conversation is for you. You can call in to ask our guest questions at 347-324-3591. Again, that's 347-324-3591. We're going to be talking with Angela Woodrow with Parent Driven Schools. She is a coach that provides the opportunity for individuals and organizations to discover distinctions, maintain focus, and develop and implement action plans. As a lifelong learner, she advocates for parents and teachers to build the bridge to positive education processes for all. Angela, welcome to the show. Thanks, Patty. I'm so glad to be here today. And you know I love having conversations about positive learning processes. Well, I know that this is something very passionate for you. So, Angela, before we get into our more serious questions, I want you to expand, if you will, to our listeners, anything more that you want to add about what you do now and as a coach. Well, Parent Driven Schools is the brainchild of Randy Gashler, and he is the uh, CEO of Innovation Education Management, which is a charter school program. Now, for some of you listening to that, you think, oh, no, charter school, depending on which side of the Mississippi you are on, you know, you either love them or you hate them. Um, As with much of anything else, our our society really does seem to be polarized about a lot of things. But um, the most important thing that parent-driven schools want parents to understand is that education is a choice. It really is a choice, K through 12 is a responsibility by law that everyone should have the opportunity and needs to participate in the education process. 
but how and what you do and how you go about it truly is your choice. And so what we aim to do with our outreach program, so everything in parent-driven schools is for the parent. All the resources are free. We're here, and it doesn't matter if you're private, public, charter, um, non-school entity, homeschool, Internet. We are here for you as the parent because we want parents to be empowered. We want them to develop in their students the need to learn versus the need to be taught. And what we mean by this is, imagine this. Imagine that your K-12 student goes out the door fired up, wanting to learn, curious about what's going to be happening at school, and arrives at school ready to learn. Imagine how much more that student is going to accomplish because they are expecting to learn versus going to school, waiting in line, waiting to be taught, waiting to be told what to do, waiting to be told what material to study on a test. That's overall the culture that we're experiencing. And we know as educators, and we embrace this as educators, we say, look, okay, we can't do this all by ourselves. And if we wait around for bureaucracy and policymakers to make the change, it's probably never going to happen. So we want parents to partner with their education process, whatever their choice is, and we want them to get involved. Now, this doesn't mean showing up on the door every day at 8 a.m. because we're all busy. We have work to do. We have lives. We have other responsibilities. And since we're parents, one of our number one responsibilities is to make sure that our choice for our child's education is the best and most positive learning process. And that's what Parent Urban Schools does. Shares resources, educates parents on how to go about being proactive in that child's education process so that child is a proactive, positive, lifelong learner that when they finish their K-12 experience, they're not done with learning, they're fired up and ready to go out to college, go out and get a job, go out and be successful. We want them to go from positive learning to positive earning. That's what oh, we're I love that. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I think that's so empowering what you're talking about, empowering not only for the parents but for the for the students as they go through this quake t- 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 T-12 process. Now, it's very interesting that you talk about parents needing to partner. So what gets in the way for parents in opening the door for positive communication? Well, there's a lot of things that get in the way. If a parent didn't have a positive educational experience, all their assumptions and all their negative experiences, all their emotions kind of blocks and gets in the way of them being able to navigate successfully for their child. Um, And also, if their parent is overly confident, it's my child, I know what's best, and and they have to do it my way or it's the highway, that also gets in the way of positive, productive conversation. And so what I encourage parents to do is to organize the information. And we have lots of tools that helps you organize the information because you have to actually sort out the facts from the emotion. And sometimes, even as a professional I'm a professional educator, but when it comes to me and my kids, I need somebody else to help me sort it out. Because when you're in it, it's different than when you are facilitating it. So 
we know as educators that parents need help with this process. And we fully embrace the fact that we would like parents to be prepared in getting ready for the conversation. So when you talk about organizing your information and gathering facts, speak more Speak more about what exactly are they gathering and organizing, just to give some clarity to the listener. Well, some of the things that they might gather for facts is what type of learner is my child. And one of the free resources on the website, parentdrivenschools.org, is a learning style assessment. It's a very simple, just print it out, let the child circle the grid, and basically this the one the one column with the most circles in it identifies the child's most natural learning style, and that's auditory, kinesthetic, and visual. And then with that piece of information, a couple of things can happen. First of all, parent, do you know what your learning style is? Because you may be going into the classroom asking the teacher for something that works for you, but if you have a different learning style than your child, and this is, uh, you know, very possible just because they are your child doesn't mean they necessarily learn exactly like you do. You may be asking for homework modification that works well for you but doesn't do anything for the child. So discover the distinctions. Know your child's learning style. Know your learning style. And interestingly, ask the teacher what their learning style is because People just go into what's easiest, and sometimes, even though a teacher is a professional and she knows she's supposed to organize, present information in all three different categories to give each learner an opportunity to, you know, glom onto the information being shared, when the teacher's busy, when the teacher's harried, you know, they go to the easiest thing, which is what they're comfortable with. So a powerful question that a parent can always ask a teacher is, Tell me, how much time do you spend on an exercise facilitating the auditory learner? That means, how you know, what kind of activities does the whole class do that helps the auditory learner? Because it is a homogeneous environment, meaning they try and level the playing field. So it's not always going to be all visual. It's not always going to be all kinesthetic. Sometimes... It'll be auditory. And if you're a visual learner and over 75% of your information is auditory, then that child is always going to be falling down, getting behind. So ask the teacher, what kind of learning style strategies does she, he or she implement in the classroom on a regular basis? And they do. They break it down by percentages and they can tell you those things. But if a parent doesn't know to ask, it's, it's that age-old thing. If you don't know what to ask, you don't know what to look for. You know, so I assume it. this learning style assessment that's found at the parentdrivenschools.com uh, dot, dot or dot .org? It is dot .org. Dot .org. Mm-hmm. That means that, it's, that assessment's good for the child to take and the parent to take. Absolutely. It's a one okay. sheet. You just print it out. You read the, the little uh, statements. There's three columns. It says, I like to do this, or when I read, I you know, put my finger on the page and follow the words, or it might say, when I write, um, I have to have, uh, I have to look at lots of things in order to get my ideas down on paper. It's, It's descriptive activities, and 
when you circle all that apply, you're going to have three columns. And so whichever column has the most circles in it is your most dominant or preferred learning style. We all gravitate in and out of all the learning styles. For example, let me ask you this, Patty. Play any computer games. One or two? Have you ever dabbled in? Oh, yeah, I play computer okay. games. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, what's your favorite genre of computer games? There's word games. There's, you know, um, action games. There's puzzles. I probably would say word games or uh, or uh, poker games. <laughs> okay, okay. So you like a little Video bit poker. of strategy. Okay, okay. So... <laughs> In that sense, when you're relaxed and you're playing, you like a lot of visual stimulation in, in oh, those yeah. kinds of games, okay? Because if you said, oh, I've got to have a game where I'm moving my keys around and making things happen, then you're much more kinesthetic. And even though it's a virtual game, you want to participate in it and you need to be able to feel it in order to get pleasure out of it. So right away... Just knowing how you like to interact, how you like to play, what you like to do when you relax, how you go about cooking in the kitchen, all of these signs tell you what kind of learner you are. If you need the cookbook in order to cook the dinner, you are a visual learner. Yes, and I, yes, definitely. And um, Okay. Very strong vision, and I've known that about myself for a long time. And I think that's really, you know, I think that's really interesting that, you know, a lot of parents don't, have never heard of this, don't understand it. So this assessment tool helps to gather the facts. Is there any other tool or resource uh, regarding gathering facts or organizing information uh, that we haven't talked about yet? Well, you can also download for free the interest and ability. And the interest and abilities is, we call it the uh, IM, the interest and abilities map. And it's, it's another tool for you to organize your child's information. And it goes beyond just the learning style. It kind of identifies how they like to do their homework and what they need in order to feel successful doing their homework. So if you're a parent that's getting ready to send, set up your home study environment, if your child goes to school all day, or if you're a homeschooler and you want to know how to set up the classroom place in your home versus the study place versus the quiet room and all of these things, this tool, the Interest and Abilities Map, will give you an opportunity to collect the data. Now you say, what happens if I have a kindergartner? You simply download the tool and ask them their questions. You can, as the parent, modify the question and they can give you the answers. Because truthfully, at any age, if your child is going to school and you can have a conversation with them, you ask age-appropriate questions, you will get what you need to know from them. So you and your child having a conversation helps you get ready to go and talk to the teacher, you know, because you can say to the child, what happened in school? And they're going to say, oh, I don't know, or not much. So it's a lot about the parent learning how to ask the magic question, or for you and I, because we're both coaches, what's the question behind the question? What's that yeah. question that really gets somebody to go deep and open up and say, oh, you know, because if you ask the right question, you can't get people to shut up. So. <laughs> exactly. 
Well, let me let listeners know that we are listening, you are listening, actually, to the Texas Conflict Coach Blog Talk Radio Show, and we're talking with Angela Woodrow with Parent Driven Schools, and we're talking about building a bridge to positive communication to enhance a positive learning experience. And at this point, we're talking about three free resources. We've talked about two of them. One is a learning styles assessment, and one is an I am or an interest and abilities map. And these are tools to help you gather the facts, gather the information, and organize it in a way to help you prepare yourself as a parent in having these conversations with the school and the teacher. One of the things you said that was very interesting in um, using these tools is, one, it's appropriate for all age levels, no matter what kind of schooling they're get, getting, but it's, inter- it's important that the parent talks to the child asking really appropriate questions, but also listening for understanding, really focused. And that's one of the things I heard in that DVD that I was watching. And, in fact, folks, I forgot to mention we are doing a giveaway. Um, Angela and Parent Driven Schools has given us um, some five special gift packets that include this informational DVD, a T-shirt, and some other goodies. Uh, So we are going to be doing this giveaway. So we'll talk more about that at the end of the show. But, Listening for understanding, really being tuned in to your child and what it is that they're saying they like, they're interested in, or the things that um, that doesn't resonate for them. Exactly. And there is a wonderful book. Um, not only did Randy Gassler write a book, the story of how parent-driven schools came about, his aha moment, but it, um, there's also a wonderful book that I Even as a coach, I feel like all coaches should read this because it really does get to the root of a lot of issues, and it's called The Resistant Learner, and it's written by Lawrence J. Green. You can get it on Amazon.com. Helping your child knock down the barriers to school success. And even as adults, when we have to go about doing something, we can be resistant learners as well. So there's an amazing wealth of different tools and resources and why I recommend this book um, is because it does not need to be read from front to back in order to understand it. You can simply go to the table of contents and read the title of the uh, the chapters and identify from the name of the chapter the issue that you're having and you can go right to the book and get some really good examples. And I love this author because he encourages you to Xerox off the page, share it with your student, share it with the teacher, make notes with this, talk about it with other parents, and he has a really good, easy way for you to gather information, and he's organized it in such a way, um, and I think, Patty, you'll really resonate with this. He talks about the different styles of, of being able to have a conversation. It helps the parent identify are you more autocratic or are you more democratic? Are you as a parent a natural person who says, here's what we're going to do, here's how we're going to do it? Or are you a parent that likes to give your child choices and navigate that way? And he really does talk about parenting style from that perspective. And then this is the thing I love, love, love. He gives you a script for both styles. <laughs> so that there's just absolutely... If you want to do it this way, here's the script. If you want to do it this way, here's the script. And he says, you know, take the book with you to the table and make reference to it. It's okay. If you're not the expert, 
on how to have this conversation. And this is what I believe, and Randy Gashler and everyone at parent school wants the parents to know this. You are the expert of your child. Mm-hmm. You are partnering with subject matter experts. A math teacher is a subject matter expert on math, and they know a lot about how to teach math. And they need you to help advocate and connect your particular math learner and their styles and their needs and their desires to their subject. So when parents start to think about it in that way, it is less us versus them, and it's all about what are we going to do in order to help this child be a successful learner. And that, for me, is really what positive um, positive learning education environments are all about. It's not what are you doing about it. It's what are we doing about it. And so one of that like, attitude change that you were talking about, you know, exactly. what attitude are they going in when they approach the school or the teacher, that they're going in with an attitude of partnering, that they're going in with the attitude that they're the expert on their child, regardless of their parenting style. They're going in prepared with these tools that you're providing. So one of the other things that you um, you mentioned, I know there's a couple of other tools we'll talk about in the helpline, but so they gather this information, they organize this information, they're getting prepared, and now it's time to have the conversation. So what are some effective ways in which they then now communicate, one being kind of checking the attitude and not going, this, this is us against them. Right. Uh, what are some other effective ways in which they can communicate with their child's school or teacher? Well, when they go in and have the conversation with the teacher, they can make sure that they have their three or four things that they want to talk about with the teacher written down. A teacher loves that a parent comes with a list because then they can clearly see how much time to spend and organize with it. And really, it happens in other places in our life. When you go to your financial planner, when you go to your doctor, when you go to your personal trainer, you know you have a set amount of time to talk about your goals and what you're doing and how you want to reach them, and you really do organize yourself before you go to those appointments. It's the same thing in the education realm. And I think it goes much deeper than the concept of it takes a village. Because when you say it takes a village, you're expecting other people in the community to take care of your child. But when you say we are partnering in this process, you have responsibility, the teacher has responsibility, and the community in which you reside in, either that be the public school community or if you're homeschooling and you belong to a homeschool association, those communities have responsibility, and they're there to support you in the process of making that positive and productive uh, learning environment for your child. Because I tell you what, and I've mediated a number of cases in school districts um, a long time ago, and I know that oftentimes when parents are upset about an issue with their child that they're so angry and upset that instead of slowing down, preparing, thinking through how they want to have the conversation, they kind of barrel in, they're emotional, um, they're very, uh, you know, because they have strong emotions about their child, you know, and they Absolutely. want to address these, but they kind of go in barreling in, which automatically shuts down the school or the teacher from even listening. And so, you know, even if you have a very legitimate concern, you're angry about that, check that emotion and see how that's impacting 
how you're able to communicate from a positive standpoint so that they can hear you. Yes, and that's why I love our video, which has two um, awards in the communication industry. So it's a Golden Award winner. Yay! But specifically in there, the in the because we broke it down into five different stories. All the stories are the same. The child was having, um, you know, they had an obstacle to overcome. But we looked at private school, we looked at public school, we looked at home school, we looked at a child doing independent study, and we looked at a community group that advocates for children that are kind of, you know, in the high risk arena, and it all comes across the same thing. Someone needs to sit down and speak with that that teacher or that school administrator. And when you do it, tell them your thoughts and concerns. And this was the most important thing, and I hope it doesn't get lost. Allow those professionals to to have time to negotiate what is going to be best because they have rules and regulations to follow, and they want to be able to support you. And so allow them time it's not going to happen overnight but allow them time and in the meantime you and your student continue to be positive and proactive and work your course of action and that's really where the the mediation comes into you all agree on a you know a way to move forward a way to monitor the situation while the change is being implemented we're talking about kids we're not talking about rocket science but sometimes yes. it kind of gets a little bit blurred and everybody thinks it's complicated. It's not so much complication as you've got to allow time for everyone to adjust to the change, the parent, the child, the teacher, you know. And if everyone agrees to monitor progress, monitor change, there is a much more positive step forward versus you still feeling like you weren't heard. So for me, that's the biggest piece. Okay, it's, very, very you know, good. Allowing time for change. To do and that. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't, because you're not the only parent with a child. There's hundreds <laughs> that you're having to have conversations with. Now, yeah. you also have a helpline. Give an example of why a parent might call the helpline. Well, it was interesting. When we set up this helpline, we thought we'd be flooded with hundreds of calls, and we went to all the school districts that we were kind of partnering and doing these testing uh, ideas with, and we said, here we go, we're here to help you. And I, 100% of the administrators said, well, we think it's a great idea, but we don't want people with problems to go to you. We want people with problems to come to us. We want to fix our own problems. So we said, ah. Oh. So we said, look. Sometimes people aren't comfortable talking to you about their problems because they need practice, you know, role-playing and talk about it. So we set up the helpline as a way for parents to go to a neutral source and say, this is what's happening to me. Am I, you know, if they're upset, if they're angry, if they're frustrated, we see ourselves as a great neutral place to kind of park that, identify your concerns, help you separate the facts and and organized information is all staffed by volunteers who've been trained. Most of them are retired teachers or school counselors that just have a real heart for parents trying to get organized and be proactive. And you get to talk to the individual for 15 or 20 minutes about your situation. And they will recommend um, 
resources in your area. Now, what that means is that you actually hang up the phone and let that person go away and um, identify some resources. Sometimes it's been we call a school and say, this person's been trying to get through and not getting any results. And because we're that third-party kind of neutral professional person, we get a name and a number, call the parent back, and give them a way to get in the door so it's not so frustrating. Sometimes it's simply helping the parent remove that first barrier of getting in the door. Nine times out of ten, that's simply what we help the parents do, and then they're off and running, and their teacher and their school and that parent goes out and resolves their own issue. So the helpline is really there for any parent that just needs um, a way to get organized to get started because we really do want you to stay in your place and resolve your issues if that's the place you want to stay. Now, if you want to change and you are desperate for other ideas and resources, the helpline will help you facilitate and interpret information as well. What is that helpline's phone number? Do you have that handy? Yes. The helpline's phone number is 800-893-6933. Okay, say it one more time. 800-893-6933. Okay, excellent. So we've talked about three resources, the learning style assessment that you, uh, the parent, and or the child can take all the way up through high school, a helpline that um, Angela just talked about, and the interest and abilities map, all, all of these resources to help you gather facts, organize your information and get prepared for any conversations that you need to have with the school or teacher. So we are getting ready to close the show, and usually we do an assignment for the week. So what do you have for our listeners who want to take the next action step? Well, for me, I like to say um, I would like you to think about it, and you can do – We always offer three choices, and we look at them as easy, effective, and excellent. Any and all of them are great, and as always, you're open to accept, renegotiate, or refuse these options. But we hope that you embrace them because we believe that they are the way forward to helping you create a positive learning environment for your students. So easy, go to our website www.parentdrivenschools.org and download the learning style assessment. Um, You could ask your child what they want school to be like. So you don't even need to learn. I, I actually got ahead of myself. The easiest one is when you're in the car or when you're just sitting there next to your child, ask them, what would they want school to be like? And remember to ask them, what would you like school to be like? And if they say, I don't know, and you say, well, think about it. If you could wave a magic wand or if you could make school a perfect day, what would it look like? Now, parents, have no judgment. Whatever they answer, accept. And then ask them more. tell, Tell me more about that. Or you could say something like, I never thought about it that way. What would you think would happen the next day if you had that kind of day on Monday? What would Tuesday look like? Because when you get your child to open up and they talk about school from their perspective, when they feel safe and they feel empowered, 
you will hear and gather so much information. So then choice B is to download that uh, learning style assessment. That's an effective tool. And an excellent tool, of course, is to download the interest and abilities map and commit a little bit more time to you and your child mapping out a positive, productive way to begin um, how the child can give themselves the tools to make them be lifelong learners. And we always say lifelong learners turn into positive earners. I love that phrase. I love that phrase. So now people can uh, go, again, to www.parentdrivenschools.org, which is also on the show page. There's a clickable yes. link right there. You also gave a couple of other uh, links to some great resources. I think it was Love and Logic and Authentic yes. Happiness. Uh, great, and I went to those pages. Those were really wonderful resources. And if people wanted to contact you directly, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way for me for them to connect with me directly is my um, cell phone, which is 210-204-1217. But you can also, if you forget that, just look on the website, call the helpline, and ask for me. Angela Woodrow, I am the project navigator for Parent Driven Schools. Excellent. Angela, thank you so much for being on the show tonight to, one, let people know about parent-driven schools, but especially giving them the tools and resources they really need to do to have these productive conversations. Do you have any closing comments before we end our show tonight? Well, no, I, I would just like to say thank you, Patty, for inviting me to the conversation, and kudos for you to uh, have a platform for parents to um, get a hold of this information and I just want to remind parents that education is a choice. It's your choice. And we want you to be empowered. We want you to help create learners that want to learn versus the need to be taught. And contact Patty. She's got that great giveaway going on. We want you to have a viewing kit. It's hot. It's hands-on tools for parents, teachers, and individuals who want to make a positive change in today's education, don't wait for tomorrow. Make today the greatest day to learn. Absolutely. And regarding that giveaway, folks, uh, leave a comment on the Blog Talk radio page. You can leave a comment on Texas Conflict Coach uh, fan, uh, Facebook fan page uh, or Twitter me, and we'll put your name in the hat. We have five giveaways to give wonderful packets uh, ready to be mailed to you. So, Angel, thank you again. Uh, everyone have a wonderful evening, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Texas Conflict Coach. We hope you've enjoyed the program. You can find over 300 podcasts archived to listen at your own convenience at texasconflictcoach.com or download the podcast at iTunes or Stitcher Radio. To learn about upcoming radio programs and resources, sign up for our monthly e-newsletter.